going on, everybody? Welcome to Fantasy Hockey Picks and Bets presented by Prize Picks. I'm your host, Chris Meany, right here on the Mayo Media Network. Thanks for taking the time to hang out on this Wednesday. Only two games on the ice, Boston and New York. That's the Rangers against the Bruins and the Habs against the Leafs. Only two games, but we're going to break them down. I got one of the best in the biz, Dennis Coach Esser, to join me from The Athletic. Break those down in a little bit. If you're just new to the Mayo Media Network, I mean, what are you doing? Subscribe, like, leave a comment. Maybe it's a, a comment about your favorite pick tonight. Maybe somebody's struggling in your season-long leagues, and we'll break it down for you in a little bit. But first, it's the prize picks play of the day. As I mentioned, only a couple games, but several different player props to choose from over at prizepicks.com. If you're just new, check them out. Use that promo code MMN, 100% match deposit of up to $100 when you use that promo code MMN. And you can use you know, all kinds of sports, right? It doesn't have to be hockey. We're going to dive into the hockey here with, with two props that I like, but you can mix and match across all the sports that you love. Three goal or three points for a goal, two for an assist, and 0.5 for a shot. So Brad Marchand, I got to start with him. 4.1. I really love that perfection line. Obviously, the Rangers are struggling right now, and that top line is solid, but David Pashnak is juiced up a little bit. Patrice Bergeron is as well, so I'm taking the easy way out and looking at Marchand at 4.1. He enters tonight on an eight-game point, point streak. He's got five goals and 12 points over that span. Six of them have come on the power play, logging heavy minutes, right? That top line in Boston is unlike any other real top line in the NHL. They just play a ton. You could probably get about 20, 21 minutes out of Brad Marchand tonight. He has a shot in every game over this point streak, 25 over that span, averaging three per. So a nice solid floor there. 1.5. If he gets three shots, that's what we're looking at. He could block a shot on the PK. We know he's very lethal on the PK, just like he is on the power play. And if he gets a point, we'll be well on our way. The next guy here is Thomas Tatar. And I struggled with him. Tuna Tatar. It's just too low, right? At 2.4 is just too low for me. Uh, three goals and seven points on the season. Not really blown anybody away with his production. He's struggled of late, 10 games without a goal. He did score his first game of the season, which happened to come against these very same Maple Leafs. He's on the first line. It's going to be tough for the first line. They're going to be matched up against Austin Matthews, but it is a solid line five on five with Brendan Gallagher and Philip Deneau. He's still on the power play. He's the shooter on the second power play on the half boards. All we got is we just need a point. We just need one point from Tatar and we're there or five shots on goal, which he had two games ago. And he just happens to have points in six of his past eight games against the Maple Leafs with four goals over that span. So give me the over on Tatar 2.4, just too low. And Brad Marchand at 4.1 and a shout out to Mitch Marner, who has an eight game point streak. 15 points over that span is another guy that I was looking at. Use that promo code MMN over at prize picks. All right, with that out of the way, two games on the ice, as I mentioned. Let's bring in Coach Esser from The Athletic. Dennis, what's going on, man? Happy to see you. Happy to see you too, Chris. Uh, Really excited for you. I've been watching the show. You're doing a great job uh, breaking down all the content. Uh, Really fun stuff, especially your pick last week on Wednesday. You had Pasternak, and that killed it for me. 
Yeah, he's been, oh man, he's been really good. And the picks so far have been good. It was a rocky first week. Maddie and I were like, "Uh uh-oh, what's going on here? We don't want to give bad picks. We want some winners. Some people are starting to reach out as well. Last night, six for six on the props and on Monday, five for five on the props. It's a shot props, a couple long shot props in there, you know, like, I think I had last night Leon Drysaddle anytime goal. Guy hits the bar on the empty net. Like just you know, it, it comes and it goes. Of course, you know this as a betting man and, and providing a lot of content over at the Athletic. But if you're looking for more picks, I mean, this show has been great. The guys have been awesome on Tuesdays and Thursdays as well. But if you're looking for more picks, FTNBets.com. Use that promo code Meanie. Use the promo code Mayo. Either way, it's all good. Um, let's get into today. I'm glad that you're here because I want to get your thoughts on the Rangers. This is one of the most intriguing teams. I know that they're kind of still rebuilding in the fact that they have some young players, but they have a lot of great players in their team too. So I expect a little bit more from them. You and I were chatting about Mika Zibinijad. They're up against the Bruins tonight, as I mentioned. They're, they're home dogs here, plus 135, seven and four against the spread. The total's at six. Boston minus 157. I mean, it's both ends of it here tonight. We got the Bruins eight, one and two on the year, and the Rangers four, five and two, last place in the division. Let's start with Mika, though, because this is a guy that's struggling. I'm getting a lot of questions, you know, in season long. I made him the cover art of my <laughs> meanies target. So, like, I'm getting heat right off the hop. I just, I'm fascinated with him. I think he's a great player. I, I love that trade the second that they made it with the Senators. What was it like Broussard and maybe a pick? And then they got Mika Zibinijad out of that yeah. deal. And, and, and we got a pick back, too. We got, we got like a round. Yeah. My goodness. Yeah. <laughs> Although it doesn't win a lot of deals. But, Zabinajad has certainly struggled and we were chatting it before we came on. What have you seen from his game? Do you, are you confident that he can turn it around a little bit? And what do you just make of this Rangers team? We're, you know, three and a half weeks into the season now. Well, the first couple of weeks of the season, uh, Philip Edel was by far their best center. Uh, he wasn't good in the faceoff circle, but driving play, entering the zone, using his body, um, getting shots on goal, getting his teammates involved. He was by far their best center. Zabinijad was either injured or had some kind of COVID-related issues before the season, and he doesn't seem to have recovered. He's not skating the same way. He's not carrying the puck the same way. His shot looks off. Um, The power play is extremely right-handed right now. Um, They're putting him over uh, on the sideboards, trying to get shots through, trying to get the puck to Kreider in front, and it's not working. Um, I, I don't know if it's Tony D'Angelo being in and out of the lineup before they finally cut bait with him, but um, the power play just isn't working. The only one that's working there is Adam Fox. Um, he's been carrying their power play lately. But beyond that, it, they, they look disjointed. Um, this is a bad matchup for Mika going against Bergeron. If they, if they decide to match up those two lines, uh, you're not going to see a lot of points out of Mika. You're not going to see him with the puck or getting shots on goal. Um, and especially when he's playing with Kreider and, and Booch, that sets Mika up to score. You know, those guys are puck retrievers. They're decent passers. Kreider is going to make room for Mika. But if Mika's not going to be scoring, then it really doesn't matter. Um, you know, so uh, it's, it's very interesting right now because Strom is the one who's playing a little bit better, even though he, he still tends to pass too much. Um, putting Kako on the right wing, uh, he's been playing more like Buchnevich lately. He's taking the body. He's winning pucks. Uh, they're not putting him in position where he has to carry the puck through the neutral zone where his skating kind of gets exposed a little bit. So, you know, right now I think Strom is probably the better option if you're looking at centers uh, today for the Rangers. 
So, yeah, what I was going to say, maybe the Panarin and, and Strone line. Uh, yeah, I mean, Mika, I think he's going to turn it around for everybody out there who has asked about him in a season-long league. You definitely don't drop him. I mean, he was a borderline first-round pick, at least for me, like end of the first, early second. You just wait. I think it's only a matter of time before he gets going. You're right. That power play, it, 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 I, there was a game I watched against, I think it was the Devils, and they scored three or four power play goals, and it looked really, really good. And I think it was mostly led by Adam Fox. Touch on Fox. How impressive is he? Oh, he, he's been unbelievable. Yeah. That trade, I, I feel bad for Carolina fans because Carolina's got a really good team yeah. that looks like they're, they could make a run in the playoffs, and – Fox on that team would look unbelievable. Uh, So the fact that the Rangers got him for two second round picks and he's such a smart player. He's not the quickest skater, but he makes all these little plays and little moves to get the Rangers out of tough situations or to get him in great situations for offense. The guy is amazing. If you watch him night in, night out. I mean, he's not, you know, top five defenseman right now, but he's definitely in the conversation for top 10. Um, Yeah. And he's priced like he's a top five, top 10 defenseman over on DraftKings. It was, they were easy on his price as in the first maybe week and a half, two weeks, but man, he's been priced up there every single night. Well, I, I think in the first two weeks, it was iffy to see who was going to be more on the power play, either he or D'Angelo. Um, and for some reason, the Rangers still keep giving Truba time um, <laughs> at right defense on a power play, which just makes no sense, <laughs> especially when you see him trying to chase the other teams trying to score shorthanded goals. Uh, <laughs> so, you know, I, for me, uh, Fox has been unbelievable. He's been their best player and not too far behind is the rookie Keandre Miller. Um, mm. You know, I, I'm a little worried about how much they're playing him and how much they're exposing him to the league against these good teams. But uh, so far it, you know, he's, he's been up to the task. He, he's been great getting the puck out of the zone. He's also been good on rushes, taking up space, taking defenders away so Panarin can get shots on goal. So, you know, I, I think those two players have just been head and shoulders above most of the team this year. Yeah, it's, I was looking at, at Miller, too. He's a guy that we like over at FTN. This is a little bit of a salary saver in, in DFS. He had the five blocks his last time. He has two blocks in five straight games. But you're right, heavy minutes so far from this guy. 1958 his last game, 22-22-2020, his previous few games as well. So Panarin, that second line, maybe with Panarin and Strom. I noticed Strom off that top power play. It's been like that for a few games. Alexi Lafreniere, what have you seen from him so far? He's, you know, he had that big overtime goal was I believe his only goal, right? And potentially his only point, yes. And it seemed like maybe that was it. Maybe that's, it, it, I kind of got them going. Cam was on the show and we were like all fired up about the Rangers and he scored the overtime goal. And we're like, all right, this is it. This is when the Rangers get going. They lost, but then they won two after that. And then the tough, you know, loss again to the Islanders. It seems like they can't score on Varlamov, but what no, have you seen no. so far from the rookie? Yeah, I think he's unsure. He's unsure of his game right now. Um, you know, when he's playing, he's a he's a hard four checker. He he really gets in on players. He he likes to release um, from the defensive zone. He's a good puck carrier. He you know he makes offense. And right now, I j- you see him. He's a step behind. He he doesn't know when to attack a defender, where to be, um, wh- where's the best place to kind of steal the puck. He's taking a couple of penalties, reaching in and and getting on the hands, which is something. You know, from juniors, you, you got to get that out of your game going into the pros. Um, but, you know, I love him. I just feel like he's in the same spot that Kako was last year where Quinn is tr- is pushing him to be almost a less productive player. 
to get him more sound defensively. And it's hurting because the Rangers don't have the depth in scoring to really carry a, a rookie for the first 20 games that's not scoring. You know what I mean? Yeah. It's, Especially it's, they, they gave him time on the top line, and that, that was a complete waste because – he wasn't he wasn't retrieving the puck. Zibanejad was staying back. It left it all to Buchnevich, um, and, and it was really not a good look. So being on the third line now, he's got Howden instead of Cheadle, uh, Heedle as as the third line center, and Howden really is a borderline NHL player. He he really you know is not going to help drive offense at all on that third line. Is David Quinn on the hot seat? Would he would he be on the hot seat if? The Rangers missed. I mean, it's a, it's such a tough division. There's so many good teams inside that division, but I just hear outside noise. You're there. You follow the team a lot. If they miss the playoffs and they continue to struggle like this, would they make a coaching change? You think, you know, I could see them possibly making a coaching change. If there's no development with their top players, if they right. see Kako struggling, if they see Lafreniere being wasted, then what's the point of having Quinn in charge? If he's not going to put them in a position to, to, you know, play their best. And right now I see that as a problem. I mean, uh, there was, there was some rumors that Kako was on uh, some podcasts talking about how he was coached last year, uh, the confidence it took away from him. Um, you know, he's more comfortable this year, but I, I think it's almost, he's comfortable based on the work he's done and learning from other players more than he's learning from Quinn. So, you know, you can almost see him. He's modeling his game after Butchnevich. And what's going to happen when the Rangers bring over Kraftstoff? Right. You know, it's another player that kind of plays a similar game. You know, not not fleet of foot, has a big body, great hands. What, you know, we're going to have three right wingers that do the same thing. So, you know, I, I for me, I, I'm not sold on Quinn. I don't like the the matchups he does at the end of games. He has Potato on the ice. Um, Potato and Hayek, it, they're in a tough spot with that third defensive pair. Um if I'm the other teams, I'm targeting them like crazy. I'm dumping the puck. I'm making them them make bad decisions and uh, trying to score that way. Even changing on the fly if I can, if I see those two on the ends. Yeah, going to be in tough, you know, against the Bruins. We talked about the top line. Well, at least I mentioned them off the top of the show. And Marchand and the, the 12 points over the eight-game streak. And Bergeron's got 14 points over his last eight games. And then Pasternak back in the lineup here. He's played four games. He has five goals, eight points, and 22 shots on goal. He has, like, over 40 shot attempts. He just <laughs> loves to shoot the puck so much. I mean, he had – I was looking at the game where he had the hat trick. And he had, I think, 13 shot attempts in that game. <laughs> Just shooting it from all over the place. We know how deadly he is. So Rangers going to have their hands full with that top line. And then, you know, Maddie's been making Nick Ritchie boards for us every other day. Like, he has been producing, and he's on the top power play. Krejci's playing good hockey. You bring in Craig Smith, who's a, you know, a volume shooter, can score. I've been impressed with the young blue line that the Bruins have right now. I know they struggled to score five on five to start the year, but they were without their best sniper in mm-hmm. Pasternak, but they didn't replace Tory Krug. They didn't replace the Dan on Char. I mean, say what you want about Char, but he's, I mean, he eats up minutes and he plays against top guys. He's still got the long reach. He's good on the PK, but they've been very impressive on the blue line. So I, I thought maybe I would lean Rangers, but you're not giving me good vibes here. I think maybe the play <laughs> is just bossing on the money line at minus one fifty seven. Yeah, I, I would go Boston on the money line, even though it's it's in New York. I just I don't see the Rangers matching up that well. Uh, plus, the goalies in Boston are playing well. I, I, are, I could yeah. see, 
you know, I don't know who Boston's starting tonight, but if I were them, I would start Halak. I think the Rangers have had trouble with Halak. Um, you know, he's played really well to start the year. I think it's a good spot to get him, uh, you know, some minutes. So we'll see what happens. Yeah, we got Alexander Gorgiev is slated to start for the Rangers. They've been kind of going back and forth. It looked like Shesterkin took the net a little bit, but they're going back to Georgiev here. And you're right. I mean, th- this is probably, I don't know, Maddie, step in here. Halak and Ras, they've been one of the better one-two punches in the league for, for I-, I think, ever since Halak went to the Bruins. He's got a 1.72 goals against average and 9.23 save percentage. He's actually playing better than Tuka Rask. And last year, Rask was a top five fantasy goalie. And Maddie Halak was a top 10 fantasy goalie. It's a, quite the duo. <laughs> yeah, when I go to my fantasy drafts, if I try to get tandems, the Bruins tandem's way up there on my pecking order of goalies <laughs> I want to get. I mean, they join the likes of me wanting to get Price and Allen this year, but I saw in a league that you and I are in, those are literally <laughs> the only two goalies you have. But... uh <laughs> Yeah, that was a fun draft. I saw that. I was like, who has these Habs goalies? I was like, why did I ask myself that? That's just the stupidest The whole thing. room chirped me when I picked Price like it was a bad pick. No, he slipped. He end, slipped. Yeah, I know he slipped because I was drafted with a bunch of Leaf fans, so he slipped. Uh, I knew what I was getting <laughs> myself into, Esther. But the, the thing about that league, and I like it, is that you only can start one goalie, right? There's just like most yeah. leagues, your standard leagues, you can start two. So you just start one, and I'm thinking, okay, well... I came on this show talking about the Habs, and we'll get to them a little bit about how I thought they were improved. So I'm like, I'm just going to ride this one-two punch. I know that Price is not going to play every day. This is why they brought in Allen, so they can rest him a little bit. I'll just play these two, and if it doesn't work out, I'll grab somebody else out. But the thing is, like, there's so many games on the Tuesday and the Thursday. Kind of get shafted here on the Mondays and Wednesdays, but <laughs> the Tuesdays and the Thursdays with all the games, you have to make that tough choice. You can't play. Like, if I draft, I don't know, you say I drafted what I Leonard did? and I drafted Leonard? Price. So who are your goalies? You got to make the choice to start Dude, one. I, every I have night. Leonard Grubauer and Shesterkin in that league. So good luck. You want to play Grubauer hey, hey, every who, night? Who beat you in the matchup? Let's just let's just <laughs> I don't remember even... that. <laughs> you know what you're doing. I give you credit. Um, <laughs> I didn't even know I was playing you. My bad. Um, but yeah, you did whoop me. So, but that's the thing, right, Matt? You have to make that tough choice in net. Like Grubauer yeah. is a stud. Leonard's struggling a little bit, but I mean, he's probably going to pick it back up. And then you're you're in a bit of a tough spot. But that's why I had, that's the only league I have. Out. I, I had no player. idea that you could only start one goalie until I drafted all three. And I went, <laughs> oh, shit, <laughs> that's it. That's not the best strategy to going in. <laughs> no. And you know what? Um, I, I think I brought this up the in the last episode, Esther, but with all the COVID and all the postponed games and it's not even St. Louis and Arizona playing six times in a row now, it's seven straight times they're playing. <laughs> In some leagues, you have to have two, sometimes three starts. I usually don't like to carry three or four goalies like Matt, but I think Esser and just the world we're living in right now, you just need to have a couple goalies handy on your team. You do, especially with what's going on. It's it's absolutely crazy. Now you got Philly uh, having three players and they're getting into the protocol. Oh, yeah. So you can see teams in the East, uh, you know, having issues with games and getting enough starts. During the week, luckily, the Rangers and the Islanders haven't had issues yet, but it's it's coming. You know, it spreads quick in in locker rooms uh, with them being on the ice and the humidity. Uh, Elliot Friedman's at least he's probably been the most honest of all the yes. the, the people talking about it, um, you know, because you want to be positive. You want to think that all these games are going to get in, but it, it's a difficult situation. Uh, and I feel for the league right now, 
uh, and commissioners because yeah. <laughs> you know commissioners commissioners of fantasy leagues right now are just getting <laughs> bombarded like oh my god what, what's going on i can't play these guys it's, oh, this know. is ridiculous need, need another ir spot it's like we already have five guys like you can't have any more it's tough like where's the postponed spots and then people playing in yahoo leagues sometimes the player in the their starting lineup is locked for whatever reason before the game would even be starting and it's already postponed. So some kinks, it's been a struggle. Hopefully um, you're, you're doing all right. Any questions, again, leave it in the YouTube section. As Mayo says, smash the like button, leave a comment. I'll scan them. I'll get to them. I was looking at the props here. Of course, we're just, we're limited. And taking a look at DraftKings Sportsbook, there's not a whole lot. There could be a couple that surface a little bit later on. I mean, Pasternak is 3.5 again at minus 155. I mentioned the shot attempts, the shots that he's had. I know it's juiced up at three, at you know, a little bit at minus 155 and three and a half. We, it was the same odds for, for Pacioretty yesterday. I would just sweat that out for anybody who had it. He actually had the three shots in the final 10 minutes of the third period to get there. I'd like it. I mean, if you're looking for action, there's not a lot. I, I, I also like Marchand at two and a half. Um, that's, that's not bad. As I mentioned, he's averaging three shots per game over this, this eight-game point streak that he has, two and a half. So that one's okay, but I do like Pasternak a little bit better, uh, a little bit more here. Goals. I mean, passes plus 750 for first-time goal. He's plus 108, Besser, anytime goal. That's not bad. I thought Zibinijad would be, you know, right around 200 because of the struggles, but I think Vegas knows he's eventually going to turn it around. I don't like the spot, but plus 155. If we're looking for a long shot here, I mean, Richie's 19-1 to for first goal, and he is plus 340 anytime. What about Kreider? He's the guy that's been scoring. Tough to go up against that top line, but he's been he's been the – decent for him he's been decent i you know again it's a situation where they're not getting enough shots through on the power play yeah. i think uh, if the rangers are, are good on the power play you like Kreider in situations like this but right now they're, they're you know wasting him in front of the in front of the net they're not getting enough shots they're too right-handed um strome was a, a key part of the power play they took him off it put butchnevich there and honestly i don't like butchnevich on those sideboards he doesn't shoot enough his passes aren't crisp enough to get to get a one-timer for Fox. Um, I love the player. I just don't like him on a power play right now. I don't think he's a good fit. Um, so if, if they get him off, if you hear any rumblings that Strom will be back on the power play, then I would definitely look at Kreider. Okay. Um, let's move on from this game. The one guy is, that I wanted to bring up quickly was just Panarin, uh, the five goals, 10 assists. He's, he's looked great. I mean, he, he's hitting the score sheet. He's got nine points in his last five games. I was going to consider him anytime point, but he's minus 275, so I'm not going to go there. But I think, you know, <laughs> Pasternak and Marchand, uh, the way to go here for sure. So the other game on the night, uh, Montreal and Toronto, the Habs minus 113 at home, the Leafs minus 104, five and eight against the spread. Toronto, eight and four against the spread for the Habs. Six and a half is the total. We had a 5-4 Leafs win on opening night. Toronto, 10-2 and one on the year. The Habs, 8-2 two and two. What do you think for this game tonight? This is a great matchup. I mean, talk about two teams that look really good. Um, I think I, I still like the over. I think mm. there's going to be goals galore in this game. Uh, six and a half is a big number, but I like the over in this game. I think it's going to be exciting. I think a lot of times uh, as defenders, there's going to be so much pressure on you um, that it's going to open up some space on the ice. So I'm still looking at like any over in this game. Yeah, and Price honestly hasn't. Um, even though I have him, Maddie, and I, and I picked him. Uh, he hasn't, in my opinion, looked himself. I mean, he's allowed three or fewer in, in four straight starts. 
he had the one bad game against the Canucks where he gave up five, um, but he, he hasn't really looked himself. So I, I do feel like there'll probably be some goals here again. Uh, the Leafs are a fascinating team to, well, I've been just so fascinated with them over the past couple of years with all the stars, you know, John Tavares fell in their lap and then Matthews and Marner getting the contracts. Willie Nylander looked like at the time, Oh my goodness, this guy's holding out. He's greedy. He's getting all this money, but this contract may go down as one of the better ones because he's producing and it's, you know, checks in under seven. So that's pretty solid. The Leafs so far, 48 goals in the season, 15 have been on the power play. It's the second most. They have a power play percentage of 35%. don't know. I, I mean, maybe it's sustainable because of all the talented players that they have, but 32% of their goals have come on the power play. That's my only issue with the Leafs. It's like, I need to see a little bit more from them five on five in that opening matchup against the Canadians, it looked like Montreal was taking it to them a little bit. And then all of a sudden it's like penalty, penalty pucks in the back of your net twice. Leafs have the lead. It goes to overtime. They're too skilled. It's game over. Yep. Uh, I know a lot of people have talked uh, about Montreal and Toronto, you know, making those crazy bets. If you want the crazy long shot bets, like this game's going to go to overtime. This game's <laughs> going to go to a shootout. Go ahead. It's not for me, but they have played a lot of entertaining games, which have gone the distance over the past few years. And both teams five on five. I mean, the Habs five on five per 60 minutes, according to natural stat tricks, second in goals for the Leafs are seventh. The Habs are a 1.67 goals against it's number one. The Leafs in the top five, 1.77 goals against high danger chances. Montreal, number one scoring chances. Montreal, number one Leafs, both top five and both of those chances too. So I think you're dead on us. we're probably going to see some goals here. Austin Matthews is on a heck of, of a run. I don't know if he's going to score 50 and 56, but I mean, he might because this division has been um, a lot of goals all over the place yeah. in the North. I, I, I was so surprised that they were even mentioning it on NHL <laughs> Network. They're talking about, can he do it? Can he do it? Can he set the record in a 56 game season? I'm like, really? Like, I'm like, come on, guys, you know, calm down. Like, yeah. it's going to be an, uh, if people score 40 to 45, that should be all time, you know. Right records and celebrated like if he if he breaks the toronto record that that would be wayne gretzky-esque stuff um which he, he's been unbelievable he, his shot is so good he's so good at getting it through feet um and setting himself up in the right spots that it's it, it's fun to watch I, I i really like watching him right now but your team montreal like they went out and got fast tough wingers the guys that they needed, you know, to to help those other lines, uh, create space, put pressure on def- defense. I love Anderson. I love Toffoli. I love what they're doing. And Nick Suzuki, wow. Uh, you know, not many teams are going to put him in a situation to succeed like Montreal has this year. You know, yeah, he's uh, he's been he's been very impressive. Um, I'm I'm. <sighs> I'm surprised at the points, but I'm not surprised that he's been able to just make this leap. If you watch him in the bubble, he was their best player and he was starting to just eat up a lot of minutes. And, you know, you look across the league at other teams and you see like Matthews and the 22 minutes and Shifley and, you know, McDavid and, and dry settle didn't come off the ice the other <laughs> night for the last six minutes, like all these guys. And I'm not comparing Suzuki to them. Like, don't get me wrong. I'm not doing that, but the balance that they have and they're rolling through these, these lines that Suzuki 18 minutes and 19 seconds. That's what he's averaging per game. That, that leads all forwards, right. And in in a sophomore on his team in a sophomore season, it's, it's pretty remarkable. He's only gone one game, two games without a point. He's got three goals and 12 points on the season. And you're right. It's just, it's that line. A lot of these numbers that I rattled off to you, the, you know, the scoring chances, the high danger chances, 
you know, the shot attempts at five on five, Montreal was among the leaders last year too, except for the goals. They couldn't score, right? They would get chances, but they didn't have any finishers. So I, yeah, you credit Mark Bergevin for bringing in Josh Anderson playing on that line with Suzuki and Jonathan drew and it looks a little rejuvenated too. It's all the pieces work well. And then to Foley on the third line, all of a sudden you got balanced. Both of these guys are contributing on the power play and they're both top five and goals. So yeah, I've been very impressed with the Habs. I do think what they're doing is, is legitimate. Uh, it's tough to, to gauge because they're not playing any other teams outside of the division. Like how do they match up against the Bruins? How do they match up against the Capitals or a Vegas or a Colorado or things like that? But it is what it is. They they do look strong in that division. The Leafs look really strong too. And, you know, again, back to that power play, I just, I think that's maybe the difference in the game is for Montreal to stay out of the box because they've taken the third most penalties in the league. They've been shorthanded the third most. They're in the middle of the pack in terms of PK. And it just seems like every time the Leafs get on the power play, whether it's Matthews or Marner and yeah, Matthews, I mean, Maddie, what's the goal streak for this guy now? He's got 10 goals in eight straight games. Uh, it's, it's something ridiculous like that. I mean, the one, the one big stat I do want to bring up and it ties into Matthews is the Leafs are, have 11 high danger chances for on average over the last three games. And I know they played the Canucks for the last three games, but 11 high danger chances against any team is pretty ridiculous. It is pretty ridiculous. I don't have the numbers in front of me. Wait, lies. I do the Canucks. Yeah. 13 high danger chances allowed per 60 minutes is a league high. Uh, they allow a lot. The Leafs are in the top 10 too in high danger chances allowed top 10 against where the Canadians have they're in the bottom 10, but yeah, that's really the only difference between the two teams. I think the over is the play. Uh, I will be the homer here and decide uh, lean with the Habs. <laughs> you guys can all laugh <laughs> it up, but it's the five on five play. It's the five on five play that I think, you know, I'm here, I'm sitting here talking about the special teams being the difference, but at the end of the day, I think that the Canadians are slightly better five on five. Matt, what did you see from the Leafs in that first game without Wayne Simmons? Because he, he was really good over the past couple of games. And we were looking at that second line, maybe not being an issue, but who would step up and, you know, kind of fill Wayne Simmons shoes skates. The guy's been pretty good over the past week, but now he's going to be out six weeks. I, I never thought I'd say heading into the season that Wayne Simmons is going to be a really tough player to replace just based on his body of work over <laughs> the last few seasons, but he's a tough body to replace. I mean, there's nobody on this Leafs team that can stand in front of the net and, as Wayne Simmons said, just shoot the puck at me. There's nobody on this team that has that hand-eye or that skill and size in front of the net. I mean, you can try and put McKayev there. It's It'll come down to, like you said, the special teams battle between these two teams. And I like what the second power play unit has done. Um, Jason Spezza looks like a young kid, and that's so much fun to watch. It's going to rely on the skill players stepping up, not name Matthews and Marner. You, you need more from Nylander. You need more from Tavares right now. You need Mikheyev to step up as well. I mean, you and I talked about on the last show that Mickey needs to do something. Uh, Jimmy is another guy that the Leafs need to rely heavily on. And, I mean, I could keep going up and down this lineup. I do like your lean with the Canadians. I'll give you that much. Um, I can see the smile. I can just, like, but, hear the smile. Uh, yeah. I need to rig really up a three-camera shot so you can see me struggle to say that. Um, but what I like even more, I like the plus one and a half for the Leafs on the puck line. 
Yeah, that's a that's a good one. Um, yeah, and then again, it's my only difference is the bottom six in Toronto now. They're missing some guys. I like the Simmons addition. Thornton has been okay. Um, you know, obviously he's out, but it's that bottom six esser, right? When you bring yeah. in a, a Toffoli and an Anderson, all of a sudden those guys that you were playing in the top six, like a Paul Byron or Terry Lekkinen or Yoel Armia, right? These guys are now all of a sudden on your third and fourth line. They have two former 20 goal scorers playing on their fourth line. They lead the league in shorthanded goals. Those are their fourth liner guys who can put the puck in the net. So that's the only difference is the five on five between the two players. If we're looking at DraftKings here, you know, Matthew's up at the top 8.3. I was just looking at his shooting percentage, by the way, it's 21%, 16 for his career. I mean, he is a sniper, but I mean, 21% right now is his stick is on fire. He's eight, three on DK Bergeron, seven, nine Tavares five, seven. Wow. He's really dropped. Suzuki five, two is a Benajad has as well. Five K Krejci four, one to no four. No, thanks. Kakanemi. No, thanks. We're digging deep. Ryan Strom at three, four is pretty interesting to me. That's um, Esser. Yeah. I, I like Strom at that number. I, it jumped out to me. I think he's going to probably have the most offensive chances, uh, the most chances for assists um, and he's got, and he needs to shoot the puck more. Mm-hmm. So, you know, I think tonight, especially if Zibanejad gets shut down, like we think will happen with Bergeron, um, he's going to have to get some pucks on net. And uh, I like him in the, for, I mean, I think 3,400 is a great price in this with only these four teams playing. Yeah. You're going to have to find some value, whether you take that top line in Toronto or you, you know, you, go Matthews and Marner or my favorite line to attack is going to be the Bergeron one. I'm going to want a piece of Bergeron Pasternak. That's going to be my two. And then you got to try to find some value um, a little bit elsewhere. You got Pasternak eight, five, Marchand seven, four. So even if you plug in just those two, you're looking at 4.87 already an average. And we don't even have a goalie in there yet. So Marner seven to fully six, seven, uh, Gallagher six, one Panarin five, eight Anderson's five. That's the line to attack for Montreal. That's the second one. I mean, it's the Suzuki Tatar Anderson. They all play on the power play. Uh, it correlates pretty well. Uh, Nylander four, nine. Wow. Nylander Tavares, Matt have really dropped down in price. Boots, Navich four, eight Hyman four, seven Tatar four, six. I don't love Tatar and DK. I just like the prize picks. I just think it's a, it's fairly low there. Spets a three, one Nick Ritchie. I mean, Nick Ritchie, 4-2, right? It's a cheap way to get a top, get a piece of that top power play unit in Boston. What wingers here stand out to you? Are we just maybe attacking that Montreal and Toronto game and just thinking that we could just see a lot of goals there? Yeah, I'm, I'm definitely looking at the wingers in that game. Um, Panarin interests me a little bit if, uh, if I'm going to team him with Strom, um, thinking that, you know, especially with all the power play time he's going to have. So uh, I'm looking at him. I'm looking at, at the Montreal um, wingers a, a ton. And, you know, if I'm really going to cheap out, I might go with Di Giuseppe. I think Di Giuseppe for the Rangers nice. might get some sh- shots on net. Um, he gets moved up and down the lineup a ton. So sometimes you're going to see him fill in for Buchnevich on the top line, uh, especially if that line doesn't get going. So, you know, him at 3,100 is interesting for me because of the amount of shots he can get on net when he gets some ice time. There's two like kind of quote unquote punt plays, one offs, but now it's not going to be a one off, uh, you know, in, in just a small slate like this. But I had been mentioning Wayne Simmons and Corey Perry playing very similar roles when Wayne Simmons obviously out, but Corey Perry. Keep an eye. I, I expect him to play. I know Yoaramia is um, he's concussion free now, but I think, you know, what they've seen from Perry is, you know, just he's been decent, right? I mean, he only has the three points in seven games, but he's got two points on the power play. He is, you know, he's getting about 12, 13 minutes. It's not a lot, but a two seven getting on that second power play unit. 
he plays on that second one with Tatar, with Gallagher, with Kokinemi. And it's been, it's been decent, but I think the line to, to attack again would be the, the duo that I like would be Suzuki and Anderson, Anderson shooting the puck. And then maybe you mix in, mix in Duran. And then you get into the, to the defense here. I mean, Petrie up at the top six, two is having a heck of a year. Five, five Weber. I like Riley at four, two. I think he's, I think he's been underpriced, you know, for a majority of the season, we're really starting to see the Riley that we saw a couple years ago. I think Tyson Berry cut into a lot of what Riley uh, had done, uh, you know, a couple years before he came in there. He's got 11 points in 13 games. He's got four points over a three game point streak, eating up a lot of minutes, 24, 26, 24, and 20 in his last couple games. Adam Fox is here at 5K. Uh, that's a bit of a discount considering he was up at 6-6, I think, last week. McAvoy, 4-6. Don't know if Grizzlick's going to get in the in the lineup, he, but he's been working on the power play unit in practice this week. If he gets in there, I would like him at 4-1. Romanoff, 3-9, is a little bit uh, underpriced for a guy who's going to get some power play time. TJ Brody in there at 3. What about defense? Zabroli? I don't even think that's how you really pronounce it, Jacob. But he's a guy that's been getting some time as well. What do you think? Yeah, uh, and Keandre, he's at 2,700. Keandre, yeah, nice. Yeah, um, cool. you know, I, I like him a little bit um, if you're going to save some some money uh, down there it, with all of his minutes. And he, again, he he's shooting the puck a little bit more. I think I like if, you, if, you, if you see him against uh, the second line, third line, you'll see him get a little bit more um, shots on net. It, the only thing with him holding him back is he's not getting power play time on the one or two yet. Uh, and I think that's coming. And they, still playing that, 20 minutes and not getting PP time. <laughs> yeah. Not getting power play time. I, I don't know why they haven't done it because he's got the the best left-handed shot they have on the team. So, yeah. um, you know, I, I, and he's a great puck mover. The guy, he passes like a forward, you know, he, he feathers passes on, on his backhand. He does a lot of really, really tricky uh, passes uh, in tight. So, you know, I like him a lot at that price. Um, and, and I want a piece of Boston because right now, the way the Rangers are collapsing on defense, they're, they're really trying to protect the front of the net. Um, a lot of these guys are going to be getting shots through on the power play for Boston. So look at Boston's uh, first power play unit. Um, you've seen a lot of uh, other teams get points that way. Yeah, good call. I like that. I like that call by you. All right. So and net, I think it's for me, it's pretty simple. I'm going to play Rask or I'm going to play Halak. If you're playing multiple lineups and you want to get a little bit different, I think Frederick Anderson is interesting, even though I like I like the Canadians. He could still let in three goals uh, and be fine if he's going to get this the save bonus on DK, the 35 saves. Uh, I think he's going to get 30 plus shots against him tonight. And then if you want to go ultra Kachuri, and it would be to get involved with the Rangers, right? Because I don't think anybody's really going to do that, Esser. No, no. Uh, Gorgiev hasn't played since his altercation with D'Angelo. So uh, I'm interested <laughs> to see how he looks tonight. Yeah. Um, but I, I feel like it's not a great spot to get in on him, no. even though he's so cheap. Um, you know, I, I would rather go with Halak, uh, rather go with Rask, whoever's starting. Um, and then play from there. I think there's enough, um, you know, cheap, cheaper players that you can get that top price goalie tonight. Yeah, I, I would agree with that. Uh, yeah, I didn't give any props here for the Canadians and the Habs. I mean, Matthews is minus two fifteen and three and a half shots. It's not for me. He probably <laughs> will get four shots, but I just I don't 
make those kind of bets. Uh, Gallagher three and a half is a little high too. There, there's really honestly nothing here that I love. Other sites may offer Josh Anderson or Tyler Toffoli at two and a half. I would jump on those guys. They are the volume shooters on the power play. They've been hot. They're shooting the puck quite often. Matt, you said you were maybe going to get involved with uh, some anytime goals. I know Matthews has absolutely torched the, the Habs in his career. He's minus 103 for an anytime goal. Been riding Suzuki on the show, 18 to 1 for first goal. Um, I like that one quite a bit. Uh, Matthews is, or uh, Anderson is plus 255 for anytime goal. I'm in on Anderson tonight. I, I like him on DK. I like him for shot props and I like him for anytime goal. Matt, anything that jumps I like into- anytime goal. That, that's the one I was looking at Anderson for. Anderson, anytime goal. Yeah, he's been, he's been feeling it. What do you think, best? Give me uh, Zachy Hyman first goal or anytime goal plus three twenty no or plus sixteen. If this happens after you saying no chance, um, if I can find, let's say Nick Suzuki at plus uh, or two and a half shots yeah. at plus one twenty five. What do you think of that? Uh, yeah, I, I don't mind it. He's he's not a guy that I, w- I would normally take because he is he is a bit of a pass first guy. As much as I take the first goals. He, I, I tend, I find he tends to look for Anderson or Duran first. It's like him and Duran pass to each other too much. It's the one thing I will say to each other. Just like, here, you take it. No, you take it. But <laughs> at those odds, Matt, like plus money for that, I that, definitely yeah. don't mind it. Yeah, the, the plus money is what I was looking at there because, I mean, on certain sites everywhere else, there's not a lot of plus spots that I'm a big fan of. I mean, Marner at two and a half is plus one hundred on certain sites, and that might be something I want to get a piece of, but. I'd rather just take Suzuki at plus 125 and get that bit of extra uh, money there. And looking at that first game again to natural stat trick was the, the five on five numbers. The Leafs dominated the play on special teams. There's no question. They're always going to do that in my opinion, but the five on five play, it was, it was a battle between Matthews and to that line. And I think it will be again, but I thought there was a bit of a mismatch with the Suzuki Anderson line. They both scored goals in that game against the Leafs against uh, Tavares and Willie Nylander. And, you know, Claude Julian at home, he's going to do that. He's going to always match up his lines. He's going to try to get to know against Matthews every single time. So just maybe attacking that second line in Toronto, the Tavares, Nylander, the Anderson, Duran, Suzuki, maybe that line will play a little bit more wide open hockey and we can see some offense that way. Esser, a pleasure, man. Um, Love talking hockey with you. Keep it up, man. Uh, Where can everyone follow your work? Uh, over at the athletic right now, I'm covering PGA betting and DFS plays. Um, you can head over there and check out who I like this week for Pebble beach and moving forward. Uh, it's a lot of fun, a lot of, a lot of great times talking to people in the chats and on Twitter. So follow me over there at, at coach Esser and look forward to talking all kinds of sports with everyone. Nice. What do we got for picks, Matt? We got a record. We got to talk about it since it's been decent. Yeah, you, you did quite well. No more perfect. You had two perfect weeks in a row, uh, but you ended up lucky. You got the Tampa Bay money line. You missed on the St. Louis money line. Uh, the Carolina over missed by a goal. You did nail two puck lines, though, which is what we like to see. You got Leafs and the Oilers, and you told people to parlay them together. So I would give you a bonus point for that, but we've never done that before. So no bonus. <laughs> it's all point good. For you. No bonus points. Uh, uh, 36 for 52 is what you're at right now. And you went uh, two for three on your shot props, but I would love to give you an extra point because we gave line a as a shot prop that night. Mm, yeah. 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 But you nailed Garland. You nailed Lee. There was a lot of good calls on the show. By the way, line a is off my list. You can't pick him at all for prize picks. You can't pick him for shot props. You can't pick him because you can't trust the situation. You just can't. 
I wanted to get into that. I'm glad you brought it up. That's it. That's, that's all I'm going to ever say. I told all the FTN subs to don't ever pick line a for anything, unless it's just going to be any time goal, because I mean, he can score, but I mean, four games in and you're already benched. So you just, you can't trust it. You can't be laying money like that. And he's always juiced up too. the picks today for me. I'm going to take Boston. I'm going to take Montreal. I know it's only two picks, but if you want some totals, I will lean in the under for the Bruins and the Rangers game. And I'll go with Matty. I, I think he made some really good points with the over uh, six and a half. SRU are on that too, as well. I think we'll probably see some goals in that game between these two teams. They're both scoring so much, right? How could they not score tonight? Even with, you know, nights off against the Canucks and the Sens. So over there, the shot props, Pasternak and Marchand. And if you can find, Anderson or to Foley anywhere else. That's where I would go. And two and a halfs, no three and a halfs. And then Suzuki first time goal and uh, cop out. Now I'll go with Marshan. Big night from him. 11 to one first time goal. Esser, always a pleasure, man. Subscribe to the Mayo media network. Check out prizepicks.com. Use that promo code M M N. I'm Chris Meany. Talk to you soon. Cheers. 